Hello and welcome to the D&D official podcast. I am Greg Tito. It's nice to see you and or hear you. Again, I'm joined by two lovely people, Shelley. Hello. And Trevor. Hello. We are here to talk about Dungeons the Dragons uh, with a very special guest uh, who'll be coming on in a few minutes, uh, but his name is Mike Drucker and he does things with people that we think are very funny and he is very funny. Yeah. And we can't wait to talk to him about the Dungeons and the Dragons and how he's played for a very long time. Yes. Very excited about that, but a few yeah, yeah. other things uh, going on. Sword Coast Legends is a game that's been out. Uh, it's came a out thing. On October 20th. It's tons of fun. We've been playing a lot in the office with Chris Perkins. Oh, yes, we have. He's been picking amazing stuff for his dungeon. Trevor, you got to play with him. What was it like? Oh, yeah, it was awesome. I have not seen someone put that much depth and thought and story up in up in that, up in in that a game. So it was it was pretty awesome. We played for an hour, and then we played for another hour and a half. Nice. Uh, he's he's. Just as good there as he, as he is elsewhere as a DM. So. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the other pe- players that you were with uh, uh, said that it was like a tabletop session. Yeah, it was just like you were you were in there, you were acting, you were playing an. L- yeah, but L- we get to like NPCs, we ask them questions, and, and Chris is in character, we're responding back to them, right? And then nice. we get into a dungeon and do the dungeon crawl parts. And uh, he's got a lot of different factions, you know, working with you and against you. And you can, you, you can if you want to go hostile on somebody, like this is interim guy who's given us giving us a quest. So we're like, yeah, we don't want to take the quest. We want to kill this guy. Chris is like, okay, he turns him hostile and we fight him, right? Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's doing all. He's doing hostile. Yeah, say? so you, you can you can have your your NPCs be basically neutral, friendly, or, or hostile. So they, ah. bas- they basically become enemies. Um, so if, if we're Which having, my, we're having dialogue and it, and it turns hostile, he's like, okay, fine. Boop. That's so cool because you would do that in the game. Yep. You know, in a tabletop session, be like, all right, you don't like that guy, he attacks you or whatever, and then uh, 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 it's mirrored in the digital game, which is yeah. awesome. That's so cool. Everything that I've heard about DMing. In Sword Coast Legends, I almost feel like I could do it. You like, could. It's just like you definitely could. Like just tools to press. I don't yeah. Know. Like you can set up great. dead horses or live horses or any kind of <laughs> scenery that you want. Yeah, it's always live. about the dead horses. Always about the dead horses. Why? Yeah, Why? pools of blood that you turn and create, you know, craft in the exact I way that you want it to be. I would a wonderland that was just like everything was made of candy. <laughs> a pure <laughs> and imagination. The horses are alive. And the horses are alive. They're not dead. They can speak to you and they say, hello. Hello, would you like some candy? Yes. <laughs> but no, it's it's awesome. Everybody can go out and buy that one right now. Yeah. Pick it up on Steam. Is it, isn't it weird, though, that it's it's a thing? It's out? Yeah. It's been talked about for so long. Yeah, we've been working on it for quite a while. But the guys at InSpace have done an awesome job. Uh, we'll probably have them on again soon to talk about it. But Absolutely. Yeah. Great yeah. game. Yeah, and they've got a lot of great content coming out uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Some new objects for DM mode uh, and some new game mechanic and, and fixes and stuff that it's going to make it even awesome as it goes forward. So we're excited for that. Yep, yep. Oh, and then the, the podcast plugs, right? So you're probably listening to this, you know, because you're here, hearing our voices. But uh, if, if, if you want to know where else you can find it, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, leave us some comments there. We like the better comments, the good comments, better than, than the bad comments. But leave all your comments there, especially if you want us to talk to somebody or talk about something. We love to hear that kind of stuff. Um, like and subscribe, all that kind of stuff. And then you can follow Greg Tito on Twitter at... At Greg Tito. Oh, that's really that's simple. Me. It's very simple. <laughs> I, I am at you Trevor... you got to do the jazz hands. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was definitely some jazz there hands jazz going hands on. There, <laughs> yeah. I, am, I am at Trevor underscore Watsy. And Shelly, I don't think I'm really... I'm at Shelly Moo. She is at Shelly Moo. Mm-hmm. Just all one word, Shelly, mm-hmm. M-O-O. Yep. There Shelly we go. Moo. Mooing it up. And yeah. then, of course, and follow course, the Moo. Wizards uh, underscore D, letter N, letter D. Um, for all the happenings. Yeah, we got all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, but really, you can find out about it if you're just paying attention to the to the Twitter channel. So nice. I, w- I won't go into all the, all the Twitch stuff and all the other things because... 
Short Coast Adventures guy just came out. Yes. Uh, so go check that out. It's a wide release at this point. So you can Beautiful. check it in your, your local book. local gaming store. You can do it in Amazon. Do it. Get the, the book. It's awesome. Love I just it. put a whole bunch of the art from it up on a Facebook oh, album. Nice. So if people want to go check out the art. Oh, nice. It's, on our, it's on our Facebook page. There you go. Awesome. Thank cool. you for doing that, Trevor. Aww. Thanks, Trevor. Super cool. I'm going to like that <laughs> with my thumb. Yeah. <laughs> and my mind. <laughs> and my mind. And, and my, my heart. Okay, let's let's stop before we get oh. to other parts of the body. <laughs> Good let's call. Just, let's just move Good on. Call. All right, and I think uh, uh, Mike Drucker is ready to talk to us now, so let's, uh, let, let's call him up. We're going to ask him so many things. I know. I have so many questions. I'm going to be like, what, what part of my <laughs> Facebook post are you? Are you going to like, what part of your body are you going to use? <laughs> is it okay if we ask him things that maybe aren't just about D&D? Because he's yeah. got a really cool job. He does have a cool job yeah. at the Tonight Show. Yeah. It really is awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it's okay. okay. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Mike, how are you? It's Greg. Good. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, sometimes Skype is a, a, a fickle mistress, mistress for yeah. sure. Or a micus. Or a micus. Or micus. I said a, a, a fickle micus. So we micus. have uh, Shelly and Trevor also here on the podcast. This Hello, is Mike. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hello. Nice to meet you, Mike. Kind of. I mean, nice it's really you. nice to meet you. <laughs> but kind of. I'm only kind of meeting you. So. <laughs> nice. So thanks for taking uh, the time to talk to us. Did you just finish up uh, uh, your, your work for the day? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got home. Gosh. So what's that like at the Tonight Show? Tell us everything. Uh, you get into work. Uh <laughs> Early, you read the news, you write jokes, you you see what works in front of a rehearsal crowd, and then you do the real show. Nice. So that you just finished doing the rehearsal crowd? Is that what at the phase uh, that you're at now? No, we tape at five. So we tape the real show at five, and oh, that wow. finishes about six or six thirty, depending on like if they need to reshoot stuff or if there's like you know delays for whatever reason. So the rehearsal is about three thirty. That's awesome. So how many yeah. writers are are on the show? Uh, there are it it. About, I want to say 15. It sort of depends on like who you count. Like, there are certain producers who are also credited as writers, but they're like more like overseers than they are writing day to day. <laughs> they crack not the over, whip. Not overseer like the traditional definition. <laughs> overseer. But overseer. Back to work. That's a way Back better title than producer. Yeah. yeah. Overseer. Yeah, they're orcs. Here's the, here's the really important question How many of the other writers play DD? Yes. Uh, I might actually be the only one, which is crazy. I've been trying to get nice. some others into it. Yeah, I that, see potential awesome. there. I yeah. see yeah. fourteen other people. Yeah, start 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 a party with fourteen people. Yeah. I would love it. I would love I would love more of them to to play dandy. I think I might be the only one. I think. You think we have to make that happen? We got to send them all like a big D and D care package. Like, yeah. We heard, yeah. We heard you guys would like to play D and D. Right, we'll get Jimmy involved. It'll be a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be one of the games that he plays. Yeah, it'd be like a five-hour show. <laughs> but, it'd be great. but it would be awesome. I'd watch it. Would it would be great. Yeah. Absolutely. You'd have a, a, a very captive audience. Yeah. You're right. We wouldn't let them leave. We would lock the doors. <laughs> yeah. and I just couldn't leave. That's the, the, the very definition of captive. Yes, exactly. We will supply Someone pie would, and punch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, what's uh, so you've been playing D and D for for how long? Are you did you start when you were a kid, or did you come into it later in life? I probably I tried to start when I was probably in the third grade, and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I had a cousin who like was like fifteen years older than me, or maybe ten years older than me, and he always played it. And I remember being a little kid and seeing like all these figures and the books and the artwork in the books. And like, you know, giant second edition spell tomes. 
And it was also fascinating to me that in like third grade, I, I tried to get it together and I just couldn't understand how it was played. Um, yeah. Just because, especially second edition, the math was just outside of what I could understand. We know about like Thacko a, and how it's, it's, <laughs> it's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're in third grade, you can read and you can read those books, but you're not really understanding what's you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right. In third grade, uh, you read the spells and the magic items. And you're like, this is so cool. Right. <laughs> Um, um, so I, I tried to get, I tried to do that. Then in middle school, I actually started playing for real and I played in middle school and I played in high school and, uh, college, I sort of stopped a little. And then when I started doing comedy, a lot of comedians are nerdy people. So I started playing with them. I played with Jared Logan, who you talked to recently. He was my DM for a long time. Yeah. He sounds like Uh, an awesome DM. Oh, he's a great DM. He's a really committed DM, which is, which is the best kind of DM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I went to work at Nintendo for a little while as a localization editor and we had a group there, which was great. Um, so yeah, so I played in a bunch of different groups and I've, I've, it's one of those things where it just never leaves me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It becomes like part of your, 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 your culture, your identity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like a part of, you know, I think what has helped me be a creative person. We've actually heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had a uh, a teacher in 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 Houston who was telling us that same thing. He's using it as a as a way to get young kids into the creative spirit of, mm-hmm. of things. You know, people that you know would normally love that sort of thing. They can latch onto the fantasy tropes because of things like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter have kind of you know brought them into the forefront. Uh, yeah, and then they can you know build all those skills that you wouldn't be able to build just by reading book. Right, and I think a lot of people also who don't play D anD D forget that. You know, it is it is a role playing game. You're creating a character. You're pretending to be someone else. I think a lot of people have this misconception that it's like, you know, just of the very basic cartoon definition of a dungeon crawl, which it can be, yeah. right. but it's never been for me. So, so do you like the the story and the characters that that kind of emerges? I like the story and the characters. I mean, what Jared was great at as a dungeon master is he would create you know battles that weren't just. You walk into a room, there's a battle. You walk into a room, there's a battle. It would always be like a battle, but in the cinematic sense that made you feel like, you know, your character could do something that was in character that also had an effect on the actual uh, situation. Right. Those are always the best combat yes. situations. Where yes. You're not just fighting X number of orcs. You're, 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 you're engaging with, with the villains or whatever. Right, right. You're trying... You're trying I don't want to, wait, wait, back up. Am I allowed to swear on this? Because I won't swear if I'm not. You can absolutely swear, swear a okay. little bit. Okay. A little okay. bit. I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not gonna like drop racism or something. <laughs> like like Trevor. Like, Funny you should say that in our in our before of, we were out talking of con- here. Out of context, this is horrible. <laughs> horrible. Stuff. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go crazy or something. Um, <laughs> like Trevor. Yeah. People yeah, are gonna uh, think I said something racist. I was gonna now. say like you know. Like, Thank just, all of you. I just I always like when like. I don't know. My favorite, my favorite situations with D&D is when, like, shit's just burning to the ground. Right. When, I mean, you know, because it always sucks in the moment when everything's going wrong, but I feel like the best D&D stories come out of when everything goes wrong. Yeah. Yes. And, like, that plan that you create that is, you know, you, you spend two hours around the party talking about what your plan is, and then it all goes to crap. Yeah, immediately yeah well, absolutely. But- it's, like, one of my favorite D&D moments was when I was in my Seattle game, I was my DM let me play uh, a changeling character. Mm-hmm. This was fourth edition rules, right? Um, and I was playing a changeling, and I remember I was like, 
dressed as this cult leader going to infiltrate this cult, and I was pulling off everything perfectly. And just at like the most important moment, I rolled a one. Oh. And I just remember like because and and the and my DM, a guy named Ethan, who who was a great DM, handled it really well. He just said like your mustache falls off. Uh, <laughs> yep. And, <laughs> And I looked back at the other, and like, and it, it's weird because I sort of almost remember it as if it like were a movie that I saw versus you know the table. <laughs> but as my character like basically looked back at the other guys and went like, "The jig is up, let's go!" <laughs> <laughs> and it was just such a great moment that flowed so seamlessly. You know, like there was no argument over it. There was no like, you know, like what should happen here. It was like this happened, then that happened, and then go. Yeah, those are my favorite moments where it's 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 almost like an improv exercise mm-hmm. where the dice control the characteristics instead of getting like you know names from the crowd or, or or ideas from the crowd. You're just going with what the dice tell you to do. Yeah, yep. that's always the most fun. So yeah, I mean, we asked this of Jared, but it's interesting to to hear your perspective of it. Uh, you know, do you think that your experience in comedy and and, and comedy writing and, and and performing comedy because you were also a stand up? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that has any bearing to how you approach Dungeons and Dragons? Like, do you think that, you know, those two are related in some way? I, I mean, I do. I mean, I, you know, I think it's a lot of it has to do with commitment. You know, I think that, you know, the best D&D players and the best performers, whether you're an actor or a writer or a comedian, is you commit to it. You know, you, you make a decision in the moment you're committing to it, like, because, you know, the worst players are the ones who are like, who are like, I don't know, guys, what do I, what should I do here? Right, right. Like, what, what, or, or on the other hand, people who, who break the game and are just like, you know, like, who like try to do something goofy outside of the moment, but it doesn't fit, you know? Mm. It's always like the person who wants to do something like hypersexual as a gag and it <laughs> never works for anybody. Um, <laughs> I'm going to roll my dice. In the game or in real life. Or in real life. life. But it's always like the thing where it's like, you know, whereas with comedians or people who basically do entertainment, it's sort of like, okay, I know what I would like. This is my character. I'm supposed to do this. So I'm committing to this. And I'm going to make creative decisions based on what they would do versus based on what, you know, I want to do as a, you know, sweaty 31 year old man. (laughs) Uh, That was the best best descriptor. Sweaty thirty year old. Like oh, now, now we're all turned off. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, of Speak for of yourself, Trevor. I haven't, I haven't done, I haven't done the PR of D and D any favors. <laughs> not all of our fans are sweaty. Just some of them. No, of course, yeah. no, yeah. of course. I just have not. I, I, I haven't helped anybody yet. Sweaty, sweating's fine as long as it's accompanied by bathing. Right. Exactly. So we're, we're cool. Of course. Everybody sweats. Everybody. Sweats. Everybody sweats. Everybody sweats. Yeah. So, so speaking of the 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 fans of D and D and how there's like those those stereotypes around, do you ever feel? I mean, I, I was someone who came into D and D kind of a little bit late in life. You know, when, yeah. when I was already in my twenties and I was you know married and and living in New York City and I, I never. I mean, I, I I knew that there was this all this backlash against Dungeons and Dragons and I experienced it to a certain extent uh, when I was growing up, but. Now it feels like it's a badge of, of honor uh, if you play Dungeons and Dragons. So many more yeah. uh, famous people are coming out saying, I, I play and I do this. And have you, you know, as being someone who's in the entertainment business and you see actors come in and out, like, do you feel like that is a thing now? I think it is. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's coming from two ways. I think there are people who, you know, 
played it when they were a teenager. And maybe they didn't like at the time they were like, this is, you know, I'm just a nerdy person who played it. And then later on, it's popular. So they're proud of it. And then mm-hmm. there are people who I think, you know, as adults, see how much fun it is, you know, sort of like the same thing with like the board game boom. Yeah. You know, whereas 10 years ago, if you brought like this giant, complicated German board game <laughs> to someone's house, they'd be like, I don't want to play that. But now they're like, OK, I've seen this i my friends play this i know that it's fun i just have to be patient enough to learn it um and i think that's coming from both ways i think there are you know there's probably celebrities who are saying they played it because it's popular to say that right now and there's also probably people who are super embarrassed of it but now that it's okay to talk about it they're like yeah i love this thing yeah yeah so that's the first time I've heard someone say that there's people who, because I, I, I asked on Twitter what I should ask you, and there's one guy who's specifically being like, make sure he's a real D&D person, <laughs> and he's oh, not man. just saying it in order to get on your pod. I'm like, yeah, what? Is that even a thing? It's because we're huge. Just saying it to we're, get on Yeah, we're huge. We're, we're, we're like the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody wants, <laughs> Everybody to, be, wants to be on our podcast. Yeah. Man. I can, so I can totally you, understand how people would lie. Are you a real yeah. D&D nerd, Mike? Yeah, well, here's the thing is, I'm a, I'm a real D&D nerd, but I don't have, like, the encyclopedic knowledge. Like, I've always relied on books. Yeah. Like, I have a terrible memory. Like, I, I, I have family members whose names I don't know. <laughs> so I have that thing where people will be like, oh, well, what's your favorite spell? And I'm like, I don't, I can remember, like, I was also not a wizard usually. I was, you know, a fucking cleric. Yeah. So, but... I know that feeling. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just yeah. like, like I don't like the unnecessary quizzing. Like can't we oh, all yeah. just like exactly. I love it, the game. I love playing the game. And I I have a hard time I'm with you in the memory thing. Like if someone says why do you love that movie? What's your favorite scene? I don't remember. Right. I just remember I yeah. love the movie. Here, let me perform yeah. it for you in right. a, a, a kabuki style. That I I've feel that way about, about D&D, too. Yeah. I can say yeah. that I love the game, but I don't feel like, okay, I, I can't list off every spell that I've ever used. And My right. favorite page is number 27 yeah. in the DMG. Why? And let me recite it for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm either, and, that, and I think that people who don't have that encyclopedic knowledge feel like, that's a barrier to entry too. And I Mm -hmm. always tell people that it's not like, even if you're a dungeon master, I don't memorize every single one of those rules. I rely on the people at the table be like, hey, is that that the rule? Does that make sense? Okay, good, let's go forward. Exactly, exactly. I've been playing D&D since (laughs) I was nine. I still can't remember what my characters do. Yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I just made this warlock, and then next week I'll forget all the stuff he can do, and I'll be sitting at a table like, I'm going to do this thing. It has nothing to do with any of the abilities <laughs> on my character sheet. I'm just like, I'm going to jump on that chandelier, and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to, like, backflip. Oh, wait, wait, do I even have acrobatics? I don't care. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and like, fail right. miserably. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. part of the game. Yeah, and I think but, that's the thing to learn. That's the thing to 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 hold on to and memori- memorize yeah. is go with it. Yeah. Right. As long as, as, long as in character. Like, do whatever your character would do. Yeah. Just have fun. Yeah, but exactly. I also understand, though, the the protectiveness that people feel about the game. You know, the yeah. people who have played it for so long and have loved it for so long and were there from the beginning. Yeah. And now, you know, they there is a protectiveness. So I get that. I, I understand the guy on Twitter kind oh, of yeah. wanting to vet our guests. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people, we like having guests on. If they say they play D&D, we're going to believe them. Right. <laughs> I love the idea that people are clamoring to get on our show. I, I want <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> so, uh, going to Twitter again, uh, this is actually a, a question that's not challenging. Uh, <laughs> but what, yeah. what was your most embarrassing death in Dungeons and Dragons? Ooh, Anything like that one. ever, ever, you know, it sounds like what you were talking about in your previous game where like you remembered it like it was a movie. Like, do, do you have yeah. anything like that? Um, yeah, I do. I do. It's, here's the thing is, it's not even like an exciting death. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, sad. That, <laughs> 
Uh, my most embarrassing death was I. It was another, uh, uh, also in Seattle, but it was a different DM. He had like created this whole world, and he had really thought it out. And he like just from the get go, you can tell he had spent a lot of time into building this world before it was even presented to us. And uh, within 15 minutes, I fell into a pit trap and died on spikes. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like this, oh, well, 15 minutes into playing, because it was like maybe an hour, and he had brought music, and he brought oh. illustrations he made of like, he's like, <laughs> oh okay, God. this is what this culture's like, here's how you guys, okay, so you guys are in this bar, you're meeting, you talk it out, will you go on this adventure? Yes. And five minutes into the dungeon, I died. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't, and again, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Heroic. It was like just a halfling thief who didn't check shit out and just died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so a thief, a thief found he the trap. Everybody. Yeah. 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 You did he your job. Good, good job. Too, yeah. No I mean, we music. made. I made a new character, but I just remember being like, "All right." <laughs> Sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to go. It's though. Yeah. To just roll up a new one and jump right back in. Yeah. 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 Of course. Nice. So what's your most heroic character moment then? Do you, have, do, you have, do you have something you've done in character that you still to this day you try to tell those stories to people and they're like, I don't want to hear about your character anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My most heroic moment. Here's the thing is I've usually played, I for some reason I always play, um, I'm cleric, so I feel like I don't get a lot of heroic well, moments. What was your most supportive moment then? That's I've fine definitely, too. I've definitely glued some fucking fights together. I've definitely <laughs> held together some fights by pure will and healing. Um, nice. I'm I'm trying to think of a good game. I mean, I know there was a, I'm trying to think of a good moment. There was one game that I played that I think was, it was, I'm actually not, not sure who DM'd it. Um, but there was, we were given this magic item that I was holding, which was sort of just this MacGuffin type item that tr transformed into whatever solid object that you wished it to. Okay. So it could, it could turn into like a sword or it could turn into a key and it was sort of supposed to be something that just helped us, like, use our imagination to solve problems. Mm -hmm. And we were getting attacked by, I think, I want to say, either a group of dogs or wolves. And I just remember I went, turn into a bone, and I threw it. Uh. And, it and it actually worked. <laughs> nice. Like, it just threw the dogs off. And I know that's such a silly thing, but it was such a fun, in-the-moment thing to do in yes. D&D. And you're um, like, I don't know if this really will work. I don't, I don't know if the DM will even care. And he, but he, he, he bought it, right? He went right yeah, in. Yeah. He was like the dogs uh, going after the bone. <laughs> and no yeah. dogs were harmed. And no dogs yeah. were harmed. And no dogs, nice dogs were harmed. So what is it about the cleric that uh, is appealing to you? Because I don't, you don't hear that many people say they always play the cleric. That's true. It seems like every group is always looking for a cleric. Are you a devout man? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm personally I'm not. I, I think I think I like playing that, though. I think playing a devout as someone who's not religious, playing a devout character is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, both because it gives you a lot of motivation as a character and because it's something that can uh, rub up against other characters. Like if you have like a rogue, being a devout character is an interesting dynamic. Oh, yeah. You know, not that I want to piss off my other characters, but you want to have like something that's not just like, let's go get gold. Yeah, let's go get gold. <laughs> you, you want, want to have hand different goals. Pamphlet. <laughs> but exactly like, though of course you're going to give a percentage of that to the church of bahamut <laughs> exactly and, and like characters like no i won't and you're like ah and it's fun to have that you know not major conflict but minor conflict i think also because when i was um you know in middle school and high school no one did want to play cleric everyone mm -hmm. wants to be a wizard or a rogue or a fighter and so at the time i was always like i'll be a cleric um 
and I think it's a it's a deceptively fun class to play. You don't get to kill a lot, but you know when you get to be the glue that holds something together, like when people are shouting to you and you're running across, back and forth trying to heal people. Um, there's an excitement to that that I think is, you know, it's sort of like being a medic in a war movie. Yeah, <laughs> you're always needed, but you're you're not the main character. But there's something exciting about doing that. Right. Yeah. Like being the combat medic, you know, running, yeah. running from foxhole to foxhole. Like, yeah, just that that image is is tons of fun. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm like you where I'm not I'm not a really devout person either. But the times that I have played a cleric, I find myself being like the zealot. Like <laughs> exactly. I'm, the, I'm exactly. the person that is so crazy, you know, <laughs> about my God <laughs> that it pisses everyone else at the table off. But it creates at least some, you know, so we're not just like, oh, yeah, so I guess we're going on an adventure. Like there's there's some, you know, yeah. uh, imagination Character that happens. Yeah. It yeah. does give you something to role play. I'm picturing yeah. Tito now yeah. walking up to people, other people at the table like, would you like to feel the joyous light of Pay more. <laughs> I could. I, I could lay my hands. I could lay on my you. hands yeah. upon you. I will and take you know, a like, healing. You know, like that's something the DM can play with, like loss of faith, or you know, something that makes you question your beliefs. It's, it's you know, maybe it's shorthand character building, but at the same time, it is effective and helping evolve your character. Greg just did that to Kaylee in the in the live stream game that we have on Wednesdays. That's true. He, he was like, "Yeah, there's no joy here." She's like, "Follows this goddess of joy." He's like, "Hey, you try to <laughs> you try to find that like joy in yourself. You can't you can't find it." And yeah. She was so like distraught. <sighs> she just yeah. stopped trying to cast spells, and I'm like, "Oh no!" Yeah, the joy can yeah. come back, just not right there. <laughs> I felt bad as the DM. Being like, joy killer. She played it. She played it super well. It was, yeah. She was just like, "Oh, yeah. I don't know what to do." <laughs> and I love that. I I love that. Yeah, having those 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 moments of, of of faith not you know wavering is 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 really and it, you're right it it is shorthand it is like following onto those tropes but like those are the things that people latch onto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's so have you ever good. done you know a roguish character or anything like that? Oh yeah, I have played a rogue. Uh, the changeling that I was playing in that game I was talking about he was a rogue. Okay. Um, he was he was a lot of fun to play. He was uh. He was a changeling rogue, and he was just a just a piece of garbage. Just a piece <laughs> of garbage. <laughs> awesome. Not fun. trustworthy fun. at all. Uh, just, but but a lot of fun to play. It's also fun to play just a total asshole. Yeah, for the exactly the opposite reasons, you know, right. where you're like, you know, there's something to that. You, you have to be the uh, the the, creek, the the cranky one in the group. Yeah, I only get to do right. this at a D and D table. Yeah, it's only it's the only time it's okay as long as I don't like backstab the party. And that's always like I'm always trying to help like you know the story of the game itself. Like I'm never like an asshole at the table. If my character is just an asshole in the sphere of it, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. You always like, feel I like you want, ha- I want to have fun. You always feel like you have to go the extra bit off off character where you're like, do you want any uh, any soda, you guys? Yeah. I'm not really a jerk. I brought snacks. <laughs> I'll order. I'll order pizza. Yeah. You want yeah. pizza? So have you ever? I mean, the, your your scoundrel, you know, uh, rogue character sounds like it was was kind of a jerk. But did you ever play? I did this once, and it was tons of fun. Uh, mostly because it it uh, showed off all of the dark sides of the of the players. But we basically played an evil campaign. It was like a one off, but everybody. No, got, I've always wanted to. Yeah, it, you, I don't think it, you can sustain it. I don't think you can do it for for long periods of time. But every once in yeah. a while, just mixing it up and playing like complete shit bags uh, is is really a lot of fun. And yeah. telling. You learn about your friends that way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's we, we did a similar thing in Ravenloft where we had we all hit bad guys and like the, the, the horrible things that people in the party get up to you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I know something about you, Greg. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you are a sadomasochist. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well that, that's cool. Good to know. <laughs> Takes all kinds. 
Yeah, I would love to do that. I would love I would love to just play like just an evil part. But you you do you do probably reach a point where as a real person you're like, uh, I don't know. Yes, but it's like like make it like a uh, I don't know a five or six session game. Don't play more than three months because there might come a point where you, like it gets too dark. Yeah, yeah, you go to some dark places. And then there's one of your players that's like, I only want to play this way. In real yeah. life, I'm falling leaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, that's like, oh, right, so you're out of the gaming group. <laughs> yeah, I right. found that out yeah. early. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, are you playing in any uh, regular groups now in New York? I'm not. I'm between groups, uh, uh, <laughs> which is the <laughs> weirdest thing to say. I'm between doctors. <laughs> I'm between doctors. I'm between relationships. I'm between <laughs> D&D groups. Um, there's, there's been a couple groups like, uh, well, I was in Jared's group when he was in New York uh, mm-hmm. twice, like once when, before I moved to Seattle and then after I moved back to New York for Fallon. Yeah. And he then moved to L.A. and Adam Conover moved to L.A., who's another guy who has his own TV show now. Um, uh, I'm, and I'm looking. It's hard. It's hard to find a good D&D group. It's hard as a grown-up to find. It's almost like I'm dating, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I just don't know how to find the good D&D group. Yeah, but you're dating like five people at once. You, you're dating five people at once, yeah. and one of them you're not going to like. <laughs> one of them is going to be against <laughs> you. Especially the if rule the, of D&D groups. Especially if they're strangers in New York, too. Yeah. Yeah, my the rule of D and D groups I've always I've always felt is true is there's one player you're like I just don't I wish you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna heal you. Don't heal him uh, next time. I'm uh, not gonna kick you out, but I just uh, I'm not gonna you. kick you out, but I will never heal you. <laughs> <laughs> Good you're gonna time. bleed out for a while. Yeah, yeah. just make it clear. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. bringing soda I'm for you. to you last. Yeah, it's no it's no New York, but when I moved to Iowa, there was a good gaming store there, and yeah. they they ran encounters, and that's how I found my my Iowa. D&D group because I went there. Yeah. It was actually two of the guys that ran the store and they, and their gaming group because the, once they found it, okay. Also, the other, the other trick is work on D&D. But, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, because yeah, sure once they found out I worked on D&D, they were like, oh, I was like, listen guys, I don't make anything. I just get to talk about D&D all day. That's yeah. my job. It's pretty fun. <laughs> right. Um, so when you move back, back back to Seattle. Just tell them you work on D&D? Yeah. Oh yeah, Seattle's the easiest city to find a D&D game. Yeah. It well, totally like, is. Come to the office. Remember- we'll hook you up. <laughs> I remember going when I first moved to Seattle. I went to a mall and people were just playing D and D on tables in the mall, and I was like, "What is this place? <laughs> it's a magical place. D and D, it's wonderful. Seattle is Seattle is the city of dreams. <laughs> it is for me gamers. so far. A lot I, of game I, companies. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of game yeah. companies. A lot of gamers, game companies. Lots of time inside because it's raining, so we're playing yeah. games all the time. Yeah, so do you go to uh, conventions? Have you been to PAX or anything like that? Oh, I have, yeah, definitely. I love going to conventions. I like always end up buying way too many board games and yeah. nice. more role-playing books than I need of all, of all types, not just D&D. You know, I have that hoarder thing where I'm like, I'll never play this you know, obscure white wolf game, but I like the <laughs> pictures. <laughs> In a New York City apartment, that's got to be New York- tough oh, yeah. to be a hoarder, a board game hoarder. Especially. Board game hoarders. So storage tough. units are for. Yeah. yeah, you got storage yeah. units all over the country. Yeah. Or yeah. you can just turn board games into end tables and coffee tables. Uh, <laughs> that's a that, smart idea. Don't joke. Yeah. There's still a box right now next to my bed that's filled with board games from moving that has like a, a, a cloth draped over it that looks so. <laughs> my board game my board game box is currently they, my bedside you table. You gotta be multi-purpose. Yeah. I've been awesome. in that house for a year. You know? Straight out of HGTV. <laughs> You're learning the decorator tips yep. on our podcast. We are. I'm really glad my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Alex, lift up the cloth. Lift Don't. up the cloth. That sounds dirty. <laughs> Everything sounds dirty, Trevor. Everything. Oh my God. So you, so Mike, I, I, I followed you for a long time on the Twitters because you were an XIGN guy. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So when uh, did you ever work with uh, Steve Butts when he was there? 
I did, yeah. Oh, that's great. See, I worked with him at the Escapist back in North Carolina. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Steve Butts is great. Yeah, we. I just we just went to his offices and, and played some some D and D there, uh, uh, which was which was ton, tons of fun. Met a lot of the folks there. Oh yeah, they're all those guys are are such great dudes, and they love and they love games so much. They do, which is so nice. Yeah, they care about it. They really do. Just want to, you know, spread the word of, of of games everywhere. And just play them. I mean, that's what's that's what's nice about like I don't know people like Steve is that you know because you also meet. I'm sure you've met people who are like jaded. Yeah. You know where they're like, man, I got to review this game, which it can be a chore when you're playing the same game for 30 hours. But it's also like it's nice when someone just loves games. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I struggle with that here and there, you know, yeah. when it, especially this time of year when there's so many reviews coming out and so many things coming that you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, know, I'm forced to play. Especially when you start your career and you're playing games that you don't want to play. Uh, oh, I got to review this Mary Kate and <coughs> Ashley Olsen game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I always, I always gravitated towards the people that were were more positive and just like loved the the, the business. Yeah. Versus or the weird people who like the industry parties. They're like, oh, we're going to a party. I'm like, these parties suck, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but free we're booze. there. All of us are there. Yeah. It's the same five people <laughs> <laughs> at all of these parties. <laughs> yeah, but there's free booze. That's pretty much it. Yeah, so we, we need to inject D&D into those parties. That's yeah, right. Make that your yeah. mission. We're already doing it. We, we had a, a events uh, in San Francisco. Well, yeah, we're, yeah, Steve Butts came just a little while ago. Yep. And we basically talked about Dungeons and Dragons the whole time. Which is great, which is what you want. Like, well, it's what we want. want. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what party. Everybody. Talk about D&D all the time. <laughs> Every party. Your two-year-old's birthday yeah. party? D&D. If you could somehow get, get, get Fallon to say, like, D&D just seven times in a row on the show, that'd be perfect. I, I wish you I had the power to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just program He's not a robot? Oh, man. No, no, no. I wish I could just rewrite the cue cards and he would just fall for it. So speaking of that, have you ever, like, slayed it with a D&D joke? Oh, good. Um, not or, or, or on a reference. the show. No, on I'm the show. Just in, like in, in, like it could be. It could have been in stand up or just with your friends. I in stand up. Uh, I definitely. I've definitely like I've done comic book conventions and gaming conventions with stand up, mm-hmm. and that those places are great for DNA. I remember once for some reason, and I absolutely don't remember it, so it won't be funny. But I went on this <laughs> long, half drunk rant at a show that I was on about uh, drows, yeah. and. I don't remember any of it, but I remember people were like, that was hilarious, and it wasn't a D&D crowd. And I just remember being like, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> How did I convey comedy from that? It, <laughs> the only, it's, it's the weirdest, like I should have been recording it. Like I clearly had something in my mind about drows, and nothing, nothing remembered. Yeah, because they're pretty dark, those, those dark elves. They're man. dark dress, and it's hard to, it is so hard to convey to an audience the joy of D&D without like, marching through nerddom yeah you know the gate that they put up because audi- i mean the, the thing is like i think that people now are much more accepting of D. they're like oh it's like a thing people do right. but they're still like it's almost like you know talking about being a fantasy football fan where people are like i know people do this and i accept it but it's not for me at all yeah and i don't like i don't like fantasy football that just seems like a, an apt analogy to me yeah um so I wish I remembered how I cracked through that crowd. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, it's I, a bottle of it. When I was when yeah. I was <laughs> when I was doing stand up, it was it was hard too because I didn't want it was hard to do the jokes that I wanted to do with my friends in, yeah. in front of a crowd. It just never worked. And then luckily, my wife was uh, is not a nerd at all, so yeah. I got to do the the kind of stereotype jokes 
Yeah. From the point of view of my wife, that was the only way I could, oh, I could make it work, yeah. really. Yeah. Her making fun of me, so I was basically you know, self-deprecating. That go. was the only yeah, way. And, and audiences ate that shit up. <laughs> yeah, they love that. Yeah. They love that. But each time, I was like, I died a little bit inside because I want to be like, oh, <laughs> I'm making but fun I of really myself. Really love this. It's really yeah. great, you guys. It's really great, you guys. It's, You'd love it. It means so much to me. And you my... don't even have to be in a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> or see a dragon. There's never you even any dragon. There's no, you, it's so rare you see a dragon. <laughs> a see, this is funny. It's so this special when you do find a dragon. Yeah, you find one. When you do when find When you do find its dragon. hoard and you are able to steal it, it's amazing. That's is funny Although stuff, you guys. Yeah. I would laugh I mean, even if I didn't play D&D. &D. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, although like, you know, it's almost better. When I started playing as a kid, my mom was worried that it was linked to, to Satanism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, I had a religious background too, so that was, it was yeah. one of the reasons why I didn't do it until much later. Um, I remember because I bought, I, for, I remember the cover of it, but I forget it was like a basic D&D starter kit that had, uh, I don't know the artist or the painting, but it had basically like a dragon with two paw, like claws on sides of a mountain. Mm -hmm. And it was just breathing fire at people. And I remember being in Toys R Us and being like, we need to get this. My mom was like, I don't know. I mean, you're going to worship Satan if you play this. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mom. I'm going to worship dragons. <laughs> That's a well, dragon. Also, like, I'm not good at worshiping God. I don't think I'm looking just to switch up Sundays. <laughs> I, just, I just want this dragon. I just want to be the guy and the horse looking at the dragon with fire. You want to save the people. It really was that that artwork from those old books is really I think There's what cemented stuff in there. the fandom uh, for so much. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I mean I I, I those line drawings. Uh, yeah, you know. the first edition Loth is one of my favorites. The Loth. She's so good. Yeah, she's yeah. so good. <laughs> I personally like I got the Merilith. Oh God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't I mean, actually mimic a Merilith. Like I can't I don't have the, the girth <laughs> the, the, and the, the the parts the parts yeah. yeah. What were you gonna say, Mike? Oh, there's like, there's just like a magic to those old books. Yeah, you, you know, like just like a, like a maybe it's like a childhood thing, so you look back nostalgically. But there's like almost like you feel like you're one step away, not in the the, the Satanism cult thing, but you're like one step away from it being real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I think was so special when you're a kid. Yeah, I think they did a really good job of capturing all that feeling in the the new edition covers, at least. Like you see those covers, like when I saw the player's handbook cover, the the Kingsner one, and all the yeah. fire and the stuff. Yeah. I was like, yep. I had the same feeling. Like, yep. That's a pretty There's amazing cover. There's little kids right now yep. pulling those books yeah. off shelves. Mom, we need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to be this dragon. Yeah. I need this. Nice. So okay. how did you end up in with your current job now? What is the transition uh, like from where you were to where you are now? Um, I started doing stand-up in New York about 10 years ago while I was at NYU. Um, you were I didn't very even, brave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I... Started working at, I got like an assistant job at Saturday Night Live, and I started to submit jokes to Weekend Update and started to get jokes on the show. And it was at that point where I wasn't really ready to be a writer on the show, and but I didn't want to be an assistant anymore. I was sort of between worlds, if that makes sense. Like I was like, yeah. okay, I'm tired of doing an assistant job, but I'm not yet ready for this job. And I got a job offer from Nintendo to be a localization writer. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, sure. I love Nintendo. So you were working I in the treehouse? I was working in the treehouse. Oh, that's cool. And so I moved to Seattle, worked at Nintendo uh, for about two years, and I loved it. And I still love all those guys there. And then I got a job offer from IGN that was like, hey, would you like to run sort of a comedy show online for us? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to do that too. So I moved to San Francisco and did IGN for about a year. 
And then I, this was 2012, then I did something called the Montreal Comedy Festival, which is this big comedy festival. And from that, I got Fallon. Nice. So I moved back to New York. So I moved from New York to Seattle to San Francisco to New York in about four years. <laughs> the real moral of the story here is play D&D and you can work on the Tonight Show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that's, that's clearly what I heard. I, that's exactly. Yeah. You can travel that's, the world. That's or, definitely what you've heard. <laughs> you will be successful. Uh, asterisk not guaranteed. <laughs> no, but that sounds that's that was a cool progression. Yeah. I, I, I'm envious of that progression. No, thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm a lot of it is luck and, you know, happenstance. It's a lot of good roles. Yeah, luck is often working hard to be at the right place at the right time. So Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's it like for you when you're watching the show and it, like the audience just loves one of your jokes? They just go crazy about it. We're you, assuming that oh, happens. Great. Do you ever yeah. just feel like, do you ever just want to run out there and be like, I wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! And like knock over Jimmy. Jimmy didn't say that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't want to knock over uh, the man who signs my paychecks. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I definitely, yeah, no, it's definitely a great feeling. Like, I've definitely saved one or two cue cards from jokes I'm really proud of. Nice. Um, or just stupid, like jokes that are just not, that did not go well, but are just so dumb that I've saved them. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it feels good. I mean, there's also the reverse, where when something you do doesn't go well, and you're like, oh, that was me. Well, then you just blame, you that. just blame Jimmy Sorry, his that. delivery was off. It wasn't yeah, a joke. Yeah. <laughs> right, you've got the perfect position, right? You can be like, take credit uh, when you want to, and it doesn't work. It wasn't. Yeah. No, his emphasis Boy, was Jimmy all really wrong in that, that joke. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> the emphasis was on the uh. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first time I've heard that. Yes. So you, you're in the same, I'm obviously in Rockefeller Center uh, yeah. with uh, a lot of the SNL people that are there, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, Do you ever run into Bobby Moynihan? Yeah. He went to my college. I went to. I was in the same theater program with him. Oh, cool! So when you mentioned taking cue cards from the thing, I, I got to see one show, uh, a taping of SNL backstage, and I saved as much as I could get my hands on, like <laughs> the yeah. call sheets and all the things on there. Yeah, it was so uh, so awesome to be a part of that. Does he play oh, D and so cool. He does not play D and D. He plays a lot of video games. He's very nerdy, but uh, yeah, I don't think he plays D and D. Yeah, I think he would love it though. Yeah, and it's totally in his. Maybe his you could his, introduce him to it because he was he came from the UCB improv background, so yeah, he would be able to run with with whatever character we threw at him. I think it's so much D and D is so much easier to pick up if you've done improv. Mm-hmm. Like I've even described it to comedians who've asked me about it, where I'm like, it's improv with combat rules. There you go. I mean, you know, like it's that way you can say I hit him or I did not hit him. That's it. Yeah, it's in- improv where you also get to kill things. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. It would certainly help you get over that barrier that a lot of people feel about the role-playing part. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Do I, right. do I, I say I talk in third person or do I talk in first person? Whatever you it's want. Like my character. Whatever you want. I started, <laughs> yeah, I would always say, like, my character walks up to the door. Yeah. And now it's like, I open the door. Yeah. Boom. I'm doing it. See the progression there? That yeah. was so different. I was, even as a theater person myself, I was very scared of role-playing. Very yeah. scared. Yeah. Yeah, because that group dynamic can feel intimidating yeah. until you realize that they're all—they all want they're you to succeed. They don't yes. want—they don't want you to fail. They are going to laugh at you, yes. and then you'll laugh at them later, in a good way. and it'll be awesome. Yeah, in a good way. no one's yeah. recording this on video most of the time. Most of the time, except when we do except when we do live games. <laughs> but that's um, the same thing with comedy, though. Too, it's like they—they they want you to to be funny. Right. Like the audience yeah. doesn't want you to, want you to suck. They yeah. will try yeah. to make it as good as you can get. Yeah. Right? Is that your experience too, there, Mike? 
I'd say I'd say ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, five percent of the audience wants audience you to suck. Do not want to be there. <laughs> Are you still doing stand up? I am. I am not not as much as I'd like, but I still do it. Yeah. Gotta gotta keep those muscles limber. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's you know now that my day job is comedy, uh, doing stand up's a little tougher. You know, especially because like I'm not available Thursdays, Fridays sometimes, which means going on the road is a little more difficult but i'll still do conventions which are great because it's like you can do a saturday show and i can travel and do that nice. right so, makes sense. not as much as i'd like but i still do it and i still like it so we should have him out for pax and have yeah. him do a comedy show yeah absolutely please if you listen if you want to invite me to do a dnd thing pax i will be there at pax nice we'll make it happen you get to come back to seattle and uh, uh ah, be the best cool all right well thanks so much for talking to us mike it was really really a lot of fun yeah awesome yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. This was great. Did you have anything specific you wanted to to plug other than the the show and your stand up? Anything anything big? You got you got your podcast website. Uh, my podcast, How to Be a Person, uh, where me and Jess Dweck are social cripples and we learn how to be <laughs> real human beings. Wow! By playing D anD D. Well, we had Jared on on how to be a dungeon master. Nice. That's right. Tito was talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what led to the, all this all this magic happening. Yeah, definitely. But I, um, I, and you, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I, I love the podcast too. Like in general, it was just uh, a happenstance that you happened to talk about Dungeons and Dragons at the right time. Well, thank you. I'm glad you do. I really appreciate it. It's fun times. Yeah, uh, and people can follow me at Mike Drucker, M I K E D R U C K E R on Twitter. Cool. And uh, I like will. I, I've been following him for a long time, and you know, they're very, do. very funny. So make a, I, you know everybody follow him on, and you'll get all of the the previews of the jokes before they make it on the Tonight Show. <laughs> yeah. He sees, he sees how many retweets and likes a, a tweet gets. He's like, oh, that one's going. Yeah. Yep. That one's, that that one's, one's going. Workshopping. Workshopping <laughs> this one. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Great talk. We'll, uh, Thank you very much. We'll Bye. talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Uh, all right, well, that was uh, really great talking to Mike. We yep. learned a lot about uh, Dungeons & Dragons, but more importantly about The Tonight Show and yes. how it works. Did you, get, <laughs> did you get all of your questions answered, no, Shelley? we didn't talk about any of the celebrities that are jerks. Oh. Uh, that, oh. Those are always the best ones. The ones call, that don't like D&D. Yeah. 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 Call him later. I am. Yeah. Be like, friends. Well, he, he's, he's on Twitter. Again, Mike I Drucker. At Mike Drucker. He's pretty awesome on Twitter. He really is. I'm just going to start tweeting random questions to him. <laughs> Do you hey. know Bradley Cooper? Can you tell him I like him? He's got nice eyes. <laughs> I like his beards. <laughs> Whoa. Multiple beards. He's got, he's got different ones he puts on for different movies. Yeah, this is this beard and this beard. Good point. <laughs> different style beards. Well, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us on another awesome D&D podcast. As always, you can find it on iTunes where you subscribe and yes. comments uh, on Twitter. You can find the D&D Twitter is uh, wizards underscore D&D. Greg Tito is Greg Tito. I'm at Greg Tito. That's me. Shelly is at, at Shelly Moo. Right. And Trevor is at Trevor underscore Watsy. So That's awesome. We will see you on the next podcast, which will also be super awesome. So awesome. <laughs> Don't oversell it, guys. Oh. It might just be okayly awesome. Maybe we'll get Bart to come back. We'll get Bart back. You should, because I won't be here. All right, maybe Bart can fill Trevor's spot. Oh, I'm the poor man's Bart, so that's fine. Bart, you Bart, are Bart, a rich Bart. man's Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means, but thank you guys for uh, uh, listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it.